Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, why brains take so many micro breaks. A lot seems to be going on below our consciousness, and it affects our energy level, our moods, and our sense of accomplishment. It's as if our brain is taking fleeting breaks all day long. And I hadn't noticed it at all. Here's what drew my attention to it. I was sitting at my dining room table, as I would any morning, looking over a handful of research articles and wondering if maybe one of them would shed light on something that was puzzling me. And as I daydreamed about that, I looked out the dining room window. But what I hadn't realized is that the painter who was painting the outside had put this plastic covering over it that was completely opaque and I couldn't see anything. It was shocking, but then I went back to looking at my papers and in a few minutes, as I was musing again, I looked out the window. Now, I know I can't see out the window because there's that plastic. So what was going on? There was an instinctive, it's time to look out the window feeling. I think what was going on is, there's a lot of green out there normally, and my brain wanted to stay in that dreamy, musing state. And if it could just take a glimpse at nature with all of its green, nature hums in the same zone that I was trying to stay in to do my thinking. So your system may be attuned to getting nourished by nature as well. Or maybe for you it's the critters, the birds, the squirrels, maybe you have a special pet in your home, and you turn to them for nourishment. You don't even know you were hungry for it, and the next thing you know you're seeking it out. Our eyes seem to be seeking out resting spots. I mean, it could be a touch of beauty. We say we feast our eyes because they're needing nourishment. It could be a a beautiful thing in your home, something that triggers a nice memory. could be a small vase of flowers. Sometimes it's just the absence of chaos. It's fun to go in the kitchen when the dishes are all done. And it's fun to look over where that pile of papers used to be and notice that it's now been taken care of. There are different ways that the eyes can play a role in affecting our moods as well. Little micro things that they do. One time I was talking with a student at my college, and she was complaining about how she was always mad and didn't know how to snap out of it. I was thinking about what she was saying, and I wasn't looking at her. I was kind of looking down, and my eyes were traveling around the decorative shapes of the rug and a few other curvy shapes in the room, when it occurred to me that she might not be doing that. So I asked her what she was seeing in the room, and she was only seeing the angles, the straights. So she would go up the wall to the corner of it and go along the top, or she'd go along the side of a chair that was straight, but she didn't look at any curves. And I said, well, what if you looked at the curves? And First she said, what curves? She hadn't even noticed there were any. But as she tried to run her eyes along the edge of the curves, her mood changed. So that was fascinating to both of us, that the meander of our eyes as it travels along a contour can affect the mood that we're in. 
Have you ever walked from one room to another, and in the first room, you were in a fine mood, and you walked into the other, and immediately you felt overwhelmed or depressed? When you think about it, it's because that room was full of chaos, and your eyes need a certain amount of order before they get overwhelmed. So we have to create little islands of beauty. Sometimes we have to stay out of the chaotic room if we don't have time to fix it right now. Otherwise, we'll feel overwhelmed and think we can't do anything. If we do have a bit of extra time, it makes a whole lot of sense to take on the worst clutter first so that when we walk in, our eyes are pleased not to see it anymore. And it's not just the eyes that need breaks and need order and beauty. Our ears need care, too. Sometimes we should listen to the background noises that we're putting up with. Do you have a noisy fan, a humming light bulb? Is the refrigerator just humming all of the time? Can you shut a door to block it out? Is the TV going and recordings going on that no one's listening to? If you can simplify the environment for your ears, that's going to help too. Your ears actually may even crave a bit of silence. Is there a way you can find that in your life? Even if you take a walk outside, perhaps? Our muscles seem to take micro breaks, too. Maybe it has something to do with our postures. I'm fascinated with farmers and ranchers because I think they've mastered the art of leaning. I live on a little ranch and work on it all the time. And when I think about it, I have stopping places all over. I can't go past the hitching post or a good fence without stopping and leaning on it just for a bit. It's so habitual that I don't decide to lean there I am leaning. I even have a chair in my house that it's an armchair and the back is exposed. So I hardly ever walk past it without leaning on it too. So you might have some furniture you do that with as well. And some of your muscles may need stretching and you unconsciously sit in a chair in a rather odd way. But if you think about it, it's good for those muscles. Or you might walk with your hands behind your back for a little while. It's as if we're inventing yoga. Even your thinking skills are going to use micro breaks to maintain stamina. You know those glimpses in nature that keep you in theta? That's a good zone for trying to come up with ideas or, or write cards for people or plan small gifts for your friends. And those angular contours, they're not all bad. I mean, you can even doodle with sharp edges. It's great for doing analytical thinking. Maybe you have to work out your finances or fill out a bunch of forms or you're trying to make a list of tasks that need attention soon. And sometimes your poor brain can get lost in all the tasks and clutter and details of your life, and it seems to be pulling you down into depression. Your brain actually may need your help so it can catch a glimpse of the big picture. Then it can find its way out. And that's going to call for the biggest piece of blank paper you can find. Sometimes that's going to be a paper grocery bag. You cut it open, lay it flat, and get a good marking pen. And all over the page, jot down all the things that are making life seem to be just too much. If they seem to go together, you can cluster them. If one has to get solved before another can be tackled, you can draw an arrow between them. But once you see all of your burdens on paper, very often a pattern can emerge, and it shows you the way through it all. These are very complex and stressful times for all of us. 
and our brains and our senses need special attention too. So next time you catch one of them taking a micro break, you'll know it's really trying to help you. 